Are you happy with the trajectory of your life or are you living someone else's vision for what your life should look like? That's what we're discussing on this episode of the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show. Welcome to the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show, where each week you will hear the real world experiences, life lessons, and guided principles that every highly driven man needs to master. Their health, productivity, and relationships by sharing conversations with the world's most successful people in fitness, nutrition, supplementation, and mindset. Meet your host, Benjamin Brown. He is a fitness and nutrition expert, consultant to Fortune 500 companies and world championship sports teams, a husband and father of three, and has been helping men transform their physiques, optimize their energy, and own their fatherly mission since 2005. Thank you for joining us today, and without further ado, let's jump right in. Are you living a life of purpose? Are you happy with the trajectory of your life, or are you living someone else's vision for what you're supposed to be doing? In this episode, I bring back Di Manuel, super dad, husband, coach, author, and fitness educator to share more about his journey towards creating the life of his dreams and what steps we can realistically take to do the same. Dai shares how identifying and living your life purpose starts by peeling away the distractions that keep us playing small. Think about it. If money didn't matter, what would you love to be doing on a daily basis? We discuss the inevitability of change, facing the unknown, and admitting the possibility that you aren't happy with your life you're currently living. There's so many what-ifs that can really get you thinking outside of the box, and according to Dai, start to paint a picture that maybe is a lot more reasonable and achievable than what you weren't originally willing to consider. When you're willing to ask the hard questions, you're ultimately opening the door to limitless possibilities and how to be proactive about the inevitable change that faces all of us daily. Additionally, in this episode, we discuss the power of asking tough questions like, what is enough and what am I really working towards? We talk about why being an early riser has such profound advantages, why taking just 2% or 30 minutes of your day to invest in yourself, learn, and grow is imperative. When it comes to making change, there are three crucial questions to ask yourself that will determine your success. We talk about Dai's dad body project and how Dai works with men to improve their confidence, self-image, and health. We'll discuss the power of community to drive success through synergistic core values, support, and to challenge you to aim higher, as well as why embracing change is paramount in personal and professional growth. Dai Manuel is a super dad. He's dating his wife with a lead-by-example way of living and a contagious personality who is on a mission to proactively impact one million role models around the the globe to lead a functionally fit life through education, encouragement, and community. As always, if you love what you hear on this show, then do me a favor and subscribe, leave a positive rating and review, and share this episode with a friend or loved one whom you think could benefit. And hey, if you want to talk about working with me personally, I'd love to chat. Just schedule your free nutrition strategy call over at bslnutrition.com forward slash level up. Okay, here we go. Let's see, I interviewed you probably about 50 episodes ago, and it's been yeah. a couple years. And when I, the first time I interviewed you, you were literally about to leave to right. Bali, and now you're That's back right. two years later from Bali. What's been going on the last couple of years, man? 
Oh, that, that's crazy. Yeah, it's right. Because we met at a conference right before we I We met was- at Healthpreneur. Yeah. And then we yeah. jumped on uh, a podcast interview. You were literally like packing. I think you were showing me. Like you were packing up your yeah. condo. Yeah, totally. Getting, and- getting, well, giving, giving away basically all of our worldly possessions you know, <laughs> to, to prepare for the big move. And uh yeah, it was pretty intense. I mean, it's not as intense as people, I think, make it out to be because I mean, it seems like such a big lifestyle transition that a lot of us get intimidated by the minutia. But, you know, thankfully for me, I have a wife that is just get stuff done. Yeah. And uh, she loves to simplify things as well, where I mm, tend to, it's to a beautiful thing. overthink things at times you know and uh i think that's a very male dominant trait <laughs> you know we tend to look for the problems even though they may not be there so we can feel like we're useful in fixing stuff uh, that isn't broken but yeah. uh <laughs> you know and uh but yeah two and a half years in bali it's been uh, quite the ride it was a lot of fun i can't think of anything actually better than the idea of just giving away everything that I have right now. Like my wife and I pride ourselves on trying to be minimalistic and we've really improved over the years, kind of perpetually downsizing and really kind of always thinking about like, what do I really need? You know, what Mm. do we really need? What do the kids need? We don't really need too much, but you know, we want to have, we want to sort of live a certain type of lifestyle. So it's not like we're going to give everything away, but within that is just the idea of just venturing out and like, you know, where the world takes us and being all together and using it as such an amazing learning opportunity. So, man, good for you. So now two years later, like what have been the major life lessons that have uh, occurred? Well, you know, there's been a, a number of sort of takeaways, but also some fun stuff. And I, just before I move into that, you know, I just want to acknowledge you and your wife. Like those are the existential questions, right? That I, I think a lot of us don't challenge ourselves with enough. We just don't ask the questions sure. enough. Like, that that idea really of like, need? what do I really need to be happy, right? Like, I mean, that's a big deal. That's not a small question. It doesn't usually just roll off the tip of our tongue. You know? <laughs> it, it, yeah. You know? So it's, uh, I mean, good for you guys for, for initiating those conversations. And those that are listening to this, I mean, when was the last time you asked yourself that? What do I really need to be happy? And it, it, you know, it's, it's, it's wild. What will come up for you? It is. It's a seemingly complex <clears throat> question, but it's like, mm-hmm. what is enough, right? So we, yeah. so we like, we just, we work our asses off or we, we study for something and then we get a job and we work hard for the man and we try to make a certain amount of money, but it's never enough. Like I always have to make it to the next level. And this is certainly a world that I was living in for a very long time and even now find myself you know, perpetually coming back to it and then asking myself these questions. But it's like identifying, well, shit, what really is enough? Like how much yeah. do we really need? And when is that feeling going to be like, I'm good? You know, I'm good with, with what I got. Do we need a ton of money in the bank? Do we need to have a flashy car? Do we need to have an expensive house, an expensive neighborhood? Or, you know, the kids go to the most expensive school, and that's not necessarily the world that I live in, but you know, this is, it, it, it's certainly commonplace. And yeah. so, yeah, I think that that's a really important question for people to ask themselves. It is. And you know, what's the interesting thing is we're always looking outside of ourselves for answers, right? We're always seeking. And, and I guess this is one of the biggest lessons that I really learned to appreciate was being in Bali was this idea of, of turning that focus inward, you know, like, because you said like, what's enough, you know, uh, when will this be enough for me? And really the question I think is, am I enough? Or 
yes. more, more positively positioned, it's I am enough, right? Like, and uh, so, you know, when I think back to some of the highlights the last couple of years, it's just been connecting with some people that are definitely on a bit different of a journey. Like a lot of people go to Bali to either reinvent themselves or reconnect with themselves. Uh, sometimes relaunch themselves. Uh, you know, that book, Eat, Pray, Love. <laughs> I think a lot of people have, have seen the movie or read the book and they have this certain perception of what Bali is. So you get a lot of people that are attracted. They've read that book. They've seen the pictures. They've seen the Instagram feeds and like, wow, magical island. It's like Hawaii <laughs> you know? too. It's, yeah, it's right? Like Hawaii, all these people uh, just move, you know, go visit Hawaii and then end up staying. They're like, and it just never left. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, so Bali, there's definitely a lot of, uh, I, don't know, I mean, it's a cliche now, but to say it's a magical place would be, I think, an understatement. There's definitely a, a lot of holistic living. So that you're not looking at just the physical well-being, but you're looking at the mental, the emotional, psychological, you know, and spiritual well-being. And, and so you're really looking at this holistic uh, picture as it relates to, to yourself, your life, the things that you do. And, and so there's been a lot of space created for me to really focus on some of those pieces and, and really get a lot more clarity. And uh, started working with a lot of men running a, a mentorship mm -hmm. Monday. So every Monday I'd have uh, just amazing men come together to, to ask a question and, and discuss, you know, what does it mean to be a great man? And uh, mm -hmm. so it was dinner and discussion and, you know, get a couple dozen entrepreneurs and, and guys in the digital nomadic space and expats and, and just all walks of life showing up on these Monday nights. And, and I learned a lot from that experience of, of, of facilitating these types of meetings. And uh, then on top of that, I did a Vipassana, you know, a 10 day silent retreat where, you know, basically I sat on a pillow from 4.30 in the morning till nine at night every day and meditated or <laughs> tried to meditate. <laughs> I, bet, I bet it wasn't nearly as relaxing as it sounds it's not relaxing at all. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds be, so hard oh man it was the most challenging yeah. thing i've ever ever done in 43 years of life like it, it was you don't realize how noisy the voices in your head are until you've got nothing else to distract you and wow uh but i, I came out of that experience quite different you know, just, just now I, I can create that space from, you know, just blindly reacting versus acting with purpose. You know, there's just a little bit more gap, a little bit more room where I'm not so quick off the draw. I'm not just blindly reacting based on past conditioning, you know, like I've really just been able to, to, to level up, I guess, is a way to sort of put it. And uh, so I think it's an experience that people can definitely challenge themselves with. It's not easy, not simple, um, but it's worth it. You know, I, I truly believe it's worth it. Yeah. And then uh, all sorts of other stuff, man, in between, you know, the family was there for the, the first two years and then they transitioned back to Vancouver and I've just joined them, you know, six months later, uh, mm. the back and forth commute was a bit challenging. So uh, I, I yeah, recall yeah, yeah. seeing um, pictures of where you guys were living. Weren't you living in like a pretty tight, pretty tight quarters in Bali? Yeah, I mean, it was three bedroom, three bath, uh, oh, okay. pool, and uh, it was a nice villa. Uh, it wasn't super tight. I mean, we all had our own space, um, okay. but, you know, it's villa living. It's a single level, right? Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I was fine with it. Like, again, you got to realize we were traveling largely by road tripping, right, for the first two years of our travel. So, actually, moving into a villa like that was like, whoa. Yeah. 
we've got the Taj Mahal now, you know, <laughs> this, this is awesome. Our kids are stoked cool. to have a room, you know, and uh, it was nice to have some, uh, a home base. You know, I, I truly believe that there, there comes points in our lives, those periods where it's nice to have some roots and, and nice to be able to plant them and let them settle in. And, uh, and we definitely needed that for, for the journey that we found ourselves on while we were living in jail. What do you say to the men and, and women and people that say, wow, I could, I could never do that. And, you know, they say, it sounds amazing. I'd love to do something like that, but I could never do that. What do you say to those? Well, I hear that a lot, you know, I really do. Cause it, it was, I mean, especially uh, just over the years, you know, people reaching out uh, via social or, or, or they would come visit us. Right. And, and the big thing was, oh, I just, I couldn't do this. You know, I couldn't imagine doing this more than just a vacation, you know, once everyone, you know, every once in a while. And, and I started saying, well, you know, when you start asking those questions, like we asked in the beginning, like mm-hmm. what is enough or what is important for you? What, what is it that's going to make you happy? You know, I, I think um, Joseph Campbell says it best, you know, this idea of following our bliss. And really, it's just being very purposeful with the decisions and the actions that we make in our life to, to ultimately provide us with the greatest amount of happiness, joy, and fulfillment, especially purpose, real sense of purpose. You know, it's not a small thing. Most of us just distract ourselves with the day-in, day-out minutia of what we're doing. Not saying that that's insignificant. Not at all. It's amazing. But we do go through a lot of the, the motions without really thinking about it. Not thinking about, well, could things be different? what could they look like? You know, like it's that dreaming piece, that visionary piece that, that like, what would I like my life to look like? And, you know, if you think back to when you were in your late teens to early twenties to now, you know, as people move on into their thirties and forties and beyond, obviously the, the vision and the dreams that they've shifted, they've changed, the focuses have changed. And, and so I tend to find a lot of people that say that I could never do that tend to be people that are a bit more fixed in their mindset. You know, like they're just, they're very traditional. Even though they'll say they're not, they are in certain ways. And so I always say like, well, what would be holding you back from actually trying it? You know, like make taking a one year leave from your career. Like, could you do that? Well, I don't think so. I don't think my company would support that. Well, why not? Is that really a company you want to get behind? You know, like, do you see yourself there for the next 20 or 30 years until you retire? You know, it's just like, well, life is so interesting, right? I mean, the average human being lives to be, what, 79? Yeah. If we look at it globally, well, what does that work out to? Is it like 30 million minutes or something like that? It's like 28,000 days. It's, I don't know the exact math, but I mean, if you had a calendar on the wall that counted down every time an hour passed and that number kept getting smaller and smaller, would you live life a little bit differently? When you had that sort of just jumping out and looking you in the face, you know, and that's what I was faced, you know, five years ago. I was like, well, geez. Do I see myself on the same path for another 20 years? I'm like, well, no, I don't really like where it might take me. Hey brother, are you struggling to find the energy to function at your best as a businessman, father, and husband? I want you to know you're not alone. And sadly, the conventional wisdom these days around healthy eating and exercise that has saturated the mainstream is flat out wrong. If you wanna find the solution to optimizing your energy and body composition without restrictive dieting, soul-crushing workouts, or adding more to your already stressful and overflowing schedule so that you can finally function like the man you know you can be, then we need to chat. Are you ready to move from exhausted to energized by working smarter, not harder? Go ahead and schedule your free strategy call at www.bslnutrition.com forward slash level up. I'm looking forward to our conversation and enjoy the rest of the show. 
take us back just for a second. Yeah. What was going on back then? Because obviously, I mean, you're on a different level right now than most people. Um, and I think it's absolutely something that, you know, a place where people can get to, but bridge the gap a little bit here for mm. someone that possibly is in like a corporate job and they maybe sure. they've, they're in this point in their life where they're just realize they're fucking miserable and maybe they've got a couple kids and they need that, you know, they feel like they really need yeah. that financial stability, but they've dug themselves into this ditch of like, how oh, I have this mortgage and this car and the kids and my wife and, and, and I feel stuck and I feel trapped and I know I'm not living my life's purpose. Like, what do I do? Mm, oh, well, I, whew, this is good. <laughs> this is good stuff. Okay. And this is the stuff that really gets me excited. These are the types of conversations that really get me cranking. And, uh, you know, when I go back, you know, the last 10, almost, yeah, 10 years now, it's been quite the journey for me, just professionally, but also personally, and mm -hmm. from a developmental standpoint, but the whole last decade, sober, you know, like I no no alcohol, I gave it up on January 1st, 2010. Amazing. I man. just celebrated 10 years of sobriety. I'm, I'm very proud of that accomplishment. Congrats. It's huge. Um, thank you. Thank you. I mean, it's, it is huge, but I recognized it was a big crutch in my life. And it was something that was really limiting my growth as well as my relationships, you know, not only with other people, but especially with myself, you know, it was just that easy way out. And, and so I like to bring that up because I think we all have certain crutches, these certain little safety zones that we rely on, you know, they become the go-to places where we can sort of distract ourselves just long enough that we really don't have to look at the full picture. You, you know what I mean? Like it's just really, yeah, it's just that distraction. So w once you start to peel away some of these distractions, it allows you to have a bigger span uh, of, of vision. You know, it's sort of like seeing the forest through the trees, as they say. You, you start to see your life on a larger time frame and, and really look at your timeline. Like what have you accomplished? What have you done? What are the things that have really got you excited? And if money didn't matter, like if you really just took out the money equation, like what would you be doing with your time? You know, what would you like to be doing? Is it just hanging out with your family? Great. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. But you have to wait till you're retired when your kids are now fully grown and having their own kids to really now enjoy family, but well, they're going to be busy doing the same thing. And so you start looking at some of the cycles and you have to ask yourself, well, am I okay living that cycle? Like my parents did and my parents, their parents before that, like, is that the same cycle that we want? And my wife started pushing back on me and uh, I guess about six years ago. Six years ago. So I, at that time, I was working more than full time because I was building my online pro profile. I was also doing some speaking. Uh, I was doing media stuff. Um, but I was also a co-founder and the COO and CMO of a, a large retail operation in Western Canada. And uh, so, you know, you I had two kids, you know, both under the age of 10. Uh, it, my schedule was full. All right. I didn't really have a lot more space to fit anything else in, but I thought this is the path I'm meant to be on. But my wife, she started listening to podcasts, especially mm. podcasts about traveling families, families that were living full time, full time, full time family. What the heck does that mean? You know, and uh, it, it was just really interesting. So she started dripping on me, you know, <laughs> she just started saying, hey, listen to this. Check out this. Oh, look what these people are doing. And at first I was extremely resistant. I was like, yeah. I don't care. Like, that's them. I, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know. I, we can't do that. You know, like I was very fixed. I was like, no. <laughs> and uh, eventually it started to warm up because I got really clear on some things that I wanted to do. I wrote a personal manifesto for not only my life, but for, well, to be honest, my, the, the career path that I was on. And I integrated a lot of other things that I wanted to do, shared it with my business partner at the time. He didn't even read it. 
Mm. You know, it was sort of the Jerry Maguire moment. So for those that have seen the movie, the Tom Cruise flick, it was very much one of those moments where I realized all of a sudden, okay, I've been on this path for nearly 17 years. I know I'm being primed to move into the CEO role, take over because my partner was 20 years my senior. And I started just realizing, you know, I was doing a lot of things based on what he'd already accomplished and envision myself following the same path, if you will, the same yeah. road. And I realized that's not the life I want to live, you know? And I realized, okay, well, this is pretty scary because if I don't want to be on this path anymore, what path should I be on? And that's where things really hit the fan. You know, I was like, I don't know what the hell I want to do. I became very um, just worried and scared and just what the hell am I supposed to do? Very confused. You know, I think a lot of people can relate to that. They know they may not be happy where they're at, but the idea of change. Right. It's huge. Shit out of them, right? It's scary. Dude, it's so scary. I mean, change is scary because it's so much unknown, right? It's just unknown. We don't know what's next steps. And uh, so just sort of embraced the fear. And we started to talk, my wife and I, well, what would it look like? Like, what if I did leave my career? What if she left hers? What if we pulled the kids out of school? You know, what if we downsized our lifestyle? What do we really need? Like, what is the income we would need to sustain to be a full-time family and to travel? And when you actually do the math and you start looking at it, the number is very different than what a lot of people think. I think it's easy to make excuses Mm -hmm. for why we can't be in the position that we think we'd like to be in. And what what I hear you saying is that Ultimately, what it came down to was opening that space in your life and realize what you really wanted and what you mm-hmm. didn't want, what was, wasn't serving you. Certainly, the alcohol you realized wasn't serving you and for you to become a better person, a better man, a better husband, a better father. Obviously, that needed to go mm-hmm. and everything that goes along with that. And so it sounds like you kind of started to go through this personal growth journey as far as just becoming better. Right, mm-hmm. within yourself of a person who you want to be. And then ultimately you started to ask harder questions mm-hmm. of, all right, next step is, am I doing what I really want to do? Am I serving people the way I want to serve them? Am I living the life that I really <laughs> want to live? And it sort of seems that those questions just start to get maybe tougher and tougher mm-hmm. um, to the point where now you're in a position where you're like, oh, wow. This is significant. Yeah. The questions are easy to ask, but the answers aren't always easy to produce. And when I say produce, like you really are. I mean, it's not a small endeavor. It's not like I just scribble down one line and say, oh, there's the answer. I mean, I wish it was that easy, but it often involves action. You know, like change does. Change is happening all the time. You know, it's the Mm -hmm. only guarantee in life, right? Is that things change. That law of entropy, that this idea of movement of energy and that nothing stays the same is like the only true constant that I know exists for a fact. Like I just, I see it all the time. I mean, you know this, Ben, as a parent, I mean, we have freaking barometers walking around. It's called kids. Hmm. And every day they're learning new stuff, doing cool things and growing right before our eyes. And it reminds me how quickly time's going by and changing. But we can be proactive with our change. You know, we really can. We, we can actively choose to do things differently than we've been doing. I mean, Einstein's got a little quote, right? What's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results, right? Well, so if you're not happy in your life right now, well, why accept that? You know, why? Like, you don't deserve it. You don't, I truly believe anybody's 
you know, and I, I get some people are like, you're a dreamer, blah, blah, blah. You're over optimistic. Mm. And I'm like, why do you say that? You know, that, that's not on me. That's on you. This is your interpretation, your perspective. But why do you have this perspective? What's happened that's gotten you to this? Yeah. What did you used to want to be when you were younger? What did you want to do? When was the last time you felt freaking excited? And I mean, and I call this the gold medal event. Okay. This is where you wake up in the morning, you hop out of bed like there's a judge there judging you on your performance of getting up and getting your day started. Are you winning a gold model every morning or not? Because if you're not dismounting that bed and excited to live life that day, shit, you got to make some changes. Hell yeah. And no, no. you know, no one says you got to live your life just working towards retirement. It's like, I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait to retire and on my pension. Then I'll be living. Mm-hmm. And I know it's cliche, man, but and you certainly didn't do this overnight. And I think it's important no, to understand. It's like, look, there's so many, so many, you don't have to just quit your job and up and move. And I talk to mm-hmm. clients about this all the time because it's, it's like, you know, what we were talking about initially is right. When you, you know, kind of when, when you realize like, what is enough and are you really happy with where you're living and what would you really like to be doing? And what would you, do you really feel like your life's purpose is? And, Mm-hmm. and sort of like, all right, well, how do we start to make change right now towards that ultimate vision? And maybe it's like you did, right? You started uh, kind of a side hustle, like you started coaching people on the side and started building your business to the point where it almost started to become a reality. And then it did become a reality of like, sure, you know, it's not going to equate, like I'm going to leave behind something significant here, mm-hmm. but look what I'm opening up. Yeah. on the other end as far as future possibilities of the life that I want to really live. And I think that's important for people to understand. Like you can start right now, you can turn off Netflix yeah. and start working on something else. Well, I love that you say that because this is the one thing I do get asked a lot and people are like, well, how did you do everything that you did and you continue to do, you know? And, and I let people know I'm like a one man show. Like it's, it's me. You send an email, I reply. I don't have assistants doing that stuff. You know, if you just, comment on social. I'm the one commenting back. I'm the one that puts up all my stuff. I'm the one that's writing the blog articles. Like it's me and people are like, well, how do you do all this? And I'm like, well, here's a little secret for you. Since I was at the age of 18, I've been waking up at usually between 4.30 and 5 a.m. You know, that's just time I wake up sometime between that 30 minute window. And I flourish on six hours a night sleep. Do the math. Two extra hours hmm. a day. You know, then the traditional people tell me, oh, I can only function on eight or I need nine. I'm like, okay, well, great. Cool. That's, that's you. But for me, I function amazingly well on six hours. Now, again, I've also lived a healthy, active lifestyle, you know, my nutrition. And, and there's just a lot of things that I do to ensure that I'm optimizing my well-being on all levels. And so six hours is great. I feel really energized and charged. But two hours a day over the span of a year equates to an extra month. <laughs> you know, that that extra two hours was invaluable to me to do, especially a lot of the things I was passionate about, especially taking time to focus on me. You know, it was like my time, like focus on, on some extra curricular business type stuff, work on my health, my well-being, my personal development, journaling, like just certain things that were truly centered around myself improving professionally and personally. And, uh, but, and, and I say this to a lot of people, and I, I want to have this little condition in here, is I'm not saying just sleep six hours a night. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is look at your schedule. Where is there extra time in your day-to-day? And some people tell me, and you probably get this a lot, Ben, because I know we're, we're coaching people a lot 
through excuses and certain mindset restrictions. And the number one that we get is, I don't have time. I don't see how this fits in. And I'm like, you've got the time. I know you've got the time. You've got at least 30 minutes a day. It's 2% of every 24 hours. You telling me you can't make or take 30 minutes a day for you? You know, and, and it's just like, come on. I know you can't. Prove me wrong. <laughs> you know, and I'll dive into people's calendars and I'll be like, okay, we got all this gap of free time. What's going on during this? Oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm posting on Facebook. Social media, man. I'm on I mean, social, on. I'm on Netflix. I'm like driving and I'm like, okay, well, you're driving. Great. When was the last time you listened to an audiobook? There you go. An educational podcast, something like feed your mind with something more. I mean, a great opportunity to learn is during those moments and grow, right? So, so it's really just taking ownership of our time and recognizing where can I invest into me with the time that I have? Because we all got the same amount of time. Yeah. Just how are you? How are you using it? Are you spending it or are you investing it? So um, thank you for reminding me of that with the Netflix uh, reference. No, it's so I mean, it's true, man. It's so it, true, right? It's definitely, so I've been a um, little side, side tangent here, but I've been running a corporate wellness program for a company here in Phoenix over the last several years. And it's been a very interesting experience for me because you probably understand, you know, being like starting off your career as a personal trainer and mm -hmm. you basically spend your time around other personal trainers and then yeah. people that are in the gym to be healthy and fit. So invariably they're usually healthier or fitter and or fitter than most of the general population will say, certainly sure. the average American population. And, mm -hmm. and so since I've been in this environment, I find myself in sort of a corporate setting. These are a lot of office workers and they right. sit at desks all day long. And it's been really an invaluable learning experience because it's really offered me a tremendous amount of insight into just how people function on a daily basis. And I'm, I'm obviously generalizing, but I think it's a, it's a pretty good generalization because this is, you know, a few hundred people and, and it's sort of like, you know, most people commute more than 30 to 45 minutes to work one way. And then it's come into the office. And if they have breakfast, it's usually something, whatever the standard American breakfast and, and sitting at the desk all day, don't move very much. Um, Oftentimes the company will bring in lunch, but it's usually less than ideal or they'll see people going out to lunch every day, coming back with fast food and, and then it's the commute home and then I don't have enough time and so on and so forth and sort of like day in and day out. And I have conversations with these people year in and year out. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Like I want to make a change and I'm, I want to change my nutrition. I want to change my lifestyle. Here's what I want you know, to have happen. And invariably it's, you know, maybe a couple three weeks or a month of hard effort and then it's back and and by all means there's been a lot of people who have changed their lifestyle completely i mean we've had over a thousand pounds of weight loss over the last four years with this with this company which has been phenomenal but i feel like i'm sort of in this like groundhog day of just watching people day in and day out and it's yeah. you know for me obviously having different values and um, different vision of my life than them and and by all means like if you know, I'm sure some of them are perfectly happy with where they are and that's great. But just, just kind of based on this conversation, it's like, imagine you, you tell me to my face that this is what you want to have happen. And yet I see you day in and day out making these decisions over and over and over again. And I can't do it for you. All I can do is be here to support you yeah. in your journey. So when you're ready, you know, I'm here for you. But until then, like what is going to be the driving factor to help you make change? 
to flip that switch to the point where you're like, I, I need to identify that there's a problem here and, and I need to start to take the steps to change it. And yeah. it certainly sounds like, you know, that's one of the things you did with quitting drinking and, you know, a lot of the, the mentorship that you're doing. And Well, there's three questions, right? And, and these are three questions that I, I talk about fairly regularly. Like when it comes to any sort of changes that we want to make, whether professional or personal or whatever, you know, just changes. There's always three questions I encourage people to ask themselves, you know. The first one being is, can I do this? So whatever the changes that you want to do, so let's just say it's weight loss, right? Or, or weight release. Let's talk about letting it go, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, so, it's politically correct. Weight yeah, loss. yeah. Can I release this weight? Can I release this 20 pounds that I've been carrying around for the last three years that's really caused me back issues, affecting my sleep, creating stress, really just affecting my confidence, you know? Can, can I do this? Can I release it? Well, ask yourself that question and seriously think about the answer. It's like, well, okay, I've seen a lot of other people get great results. So... Can I do this too? Yeah, I mean, the answer is yes, right? I mean, the answer is yes. Like, it really comes down to education and support, which is where trainers and educated professionals and communities really can come in to, to help, right? Is that educational piece? I mean, right now, we got the internet. I mean, let's be real. <laughs> like, yeah. I remember back in the day, and my kids laugh at me, but when I went from morbidly obese as a teenager to a, to a fit dude, it happened because I made a commitment to doing it. I, I hit my breaking point. I was like, well, either I commit suicide, which is what I felt, or I live into making the changes. And I start doing that. And I remember going to the library. My kids are like, you went to the library, Dad? Oh, my you God. Why did you use Google? And, you know, and I'm just All like, because right. I'm older than Google. <laughs> and uh, but, but this first question, can I do this? And it's an educational real piece. Like, can you find the, the content or the information or the support to make the changes? Well, the answer is obviously yes, but you have to come to that conclusion. Once you have a yes on question one, you move to question two. If I do this, will it work? You know, so if I make a commitment to actually doing the things that I ought to be doing, that I know I want to be doing to release this 20 pounds, will it work? Well, yeah, you start changing how you fuel yourself, you start changing how you move yourself, and you start changing how you think about yourself, do you think you'll start to see some positive changes? Absolutely. The answer is yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so now you got yes and a yes, right? And this is the third question, and this is where everybody tends to skip over this one. And I think this is what you were just hinting to, Ben, about this idea of just, why can't people stick to the commitment and stick to the lifestyle shifts? You know, they, they go from getting great results, and then they regress back. Why? And I think it's because they're not asking this third question. Is it worth it? Sure. And I always challenge people to reframe this to, am I worth it? You know, like to really look in a mirror and ask yourself, am I worth making these changes? Am I worth releasing this extra 20 pounds? Am I worth it? You know, my, and the answer, I sure hope people come to a yes. Because I can tell them yes, their friends can tell them yes, their family can tell them yes. But until they say yes to themselves, it's always going to be a struggle. And it takes work and it takes sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think this is the plight of personal trainers and people in the wellness space. We often are supporting for for x amount of hours a week. You know, I, I remember if I had a great grade A client, you know, I had five sessions a week with them. That sure. was five hours. Awesome. But there was 163 hours I couldn't be with him. And that would be where all the good stuff we did in those five hours would be completely undone potentially, you know? So it was looking for that more holistic support. And that's, that's where I branched into that area. And I think this is where you, you work as well, Ben, is that 
how do we continue to support people with all the other little changes? Not just the work in the gym. That's important stuff. But we know when you're outside the gym and living life, what choices are you making? You know, yeah. what are you doing daily? What are your habits? And that is where the, the greatest amount of influence has to happen. And and to be honest, the greatest amount of support and accountability as well, especially in the first, I, I usually say six months. After six months, you can start to see some regularity and you start to see some patterns shifting. But I look back on myself, it took me about 20 months to fully realize my new lifestyle from like morbid obese to now exercising regularly, conscious about how I eat, conscious about how I think. You know, it was 20 months of consistent effort. And uh, was it hard? Hell yeah. But was it worth it? Fuck yeah. Hey guys, real quickly, I want to talk to you about my nutrition company, BSL Nutrition, and our all-in-one training drink called Complete Essentials. This is a comprehensive exercise formula that I personally created after experiencing years of frustration, working with hundreds of individuals and athletes that were not getting the nutrition that they needed before, during, and after their workouts. After using numerous workout powders that were low quality, overpriced, chock full of caffeine and artificial sweeteners, and were flat out useless, I said enough is enough, and figured out how to create a nutritionally dense, comprehensive and high quality product with ingredients that you can feel good about taking and giving to your family. When you use Complete Essentials, you'll no longer need pre, during, and post-workout supplements. You'll save time, money, and energy, and get all of the beneficial nutrients you need in one delicious, easy-to-mix drink. It's just the ingredients that you need to give you great natural energy, improve your recovery and reduce your muscle soreness with no caffeine or artificial sweeteners. You can learn more about our complete essentials at bslnutritionshop.com and check out the show notes below for a nice little discount on your first purchase as my way of saying thank you for listening. That's it. Let's head back to the show. No, it's good. And that's where the power of coaching comes in. I mean, I think that's why we all need coaches. And I don't know about you, but I certainly use coaches to this day, even just writing my training programs or, you know, it's that, it's that accountability. And tell us a little bit about how you're running your, your business right now. I mean, is that primarily what you're doing coaching? Yeah. And I'm speaking, I mean, I did, I think it was 10 keynotes last year. Wow. So a lot of speaking, um, fair bit of travel with that as well, which I don't mind, you know, I, I like, going to events and, and speaking, especially to large associations and, mm. and and just amazing to have that opportunity to come and share with an already existing culture and then also further inspire, motivate and educate them in, in leveling up, you know, and I tend to speak a lot about life and lifestyle and mindset and mental health as well. Uh, just, you know, a lot of things that I'm passionate about is ends up what I'm speaking about. So I, I really enjoy that part of what I do. That's sort of the offline component. And then on the online side, yeah, I, I have a, a project I launched, uh, I guess it would have been last uh, June called the Dad Body Project. And nice. uh, it's been a lot of fun. You know, I, I'm working with guys that are typically 35 plus dads that, you know, they've hit a point in their life where it just feels like everything's way harder than it should be. Now that's the bottom line. And uh, so I work with them over a 12 week period to really recreate and reconnect with themselves as well as the habits they need to yeah, live a great life, you know, because their life is good and they're, they're, they're happy to an extent, but there's a lot of areas in the life that they're not happy about. I remember one guy, you know, like it was like, well, what, what, he started saying, well, what's one of your, 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 your 
external goals you like. Well, I'd like to be able to take my shirt off at the beach again. Oh, yeah. like it, but but what does that say? You know, it's actually like, what does that act say? And it's like, well, I get that act because I remember being in those states of unhealth, and it's like the self confidence and the self image, and especially if you're you're someone building a company or working in, in a space where you are dealing with people regularly. If you don't have that positive self image, and that ego is not feeling strong, it's hard. It's really hard. It affects us in all areas of life. So, so to see him make those changes and now, you know, strut his stuff at the beach, it's pretty damn cool, man. Like that, that's what gets me excited is that kind of stuff, you know? And, uh, and then on top of that, I've got a few other programs and stuff that I do, but, uh, I, I just like to meet people where they're at, you know, man. I, I just like to challenge people a little bit, ask yeah. them some, some, some enlightening questions, <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, yeah, the coaching and the mentorship. And, and uh, I also run a couple masterminds, but more for the entrepreneurial space and the wellness space and, uh, just help people uh, level up their businesses. I take people that do great things offline and then help them build amazing things online. And, uh, but that's word of mouth. It's just on the side. I don't even advertise that, but uh, because you asked. <laughs> awesome. No, I'm happy to, to share it here. And, and so, you know, what have you observed as, as far as using community to help mm. your clients and practitioners do just that, just level up their life? Well, I always like to ask people like, you know, who, I mean, Jim Rohn said it, right? You know, like we're the net sum of the five pe- closest relationships yeah. that we have or the five people that we hang out with the most. And, and I, I think that's, true to an extent, but I do like community aspects and its influence on us as well. And and, and so I always, I ask people, well, what communities are you part of? You know, like what are the core values of those communities? Do they have core values? Have they even stated what those are? Or can you just observe and, and learn or guess what they are based on observation? And are they in alignment with things that matter to you? Mm -hmm. And, and cause I, I, I know in the past I've been part of certain organizations and communities that really when I look back on it, they weren't serving me. They weren't actually in alignment with some of my core values. Like, you know, like, and when I say that, it was like even just a group of us, about a dozen dudes that would meet to watch UFC at the pub. Sure. You know, this is actually my, my, my drinking days especially. And, and that would always move into something else. You know, we, we, I mean, the fights end. We're half lit. Where are we going next, boys? You know, yeah. and it just turned into this. It was just this pattern. It was like an expectation, but we all did it. And it was celebrated. Like those actions were celebrated. And, uh, and then, you know, it just it wasn't fulfilling. And it made me feel really bad about myself. And, and just like, why was I doing it? And, and so looking for communities where you can get that support. But also, more than support, you get people that push on you. You know, they, they do challenge you to, to live into that best version of you, whatever that may be for you. And, you know, because, uh, well, let's talk about evolution, right? Darwin talked about this. <laughs> I mean, it's not nothing new. We, we need some stimulus. You know, we need stimulus. We need something to press on us, to create that pressure, that uncomfortableness, because it does force adaptation. We, we see this through the physicality. Why do we go to the gym? Well, we do enough movement under tension. It's amazing what happens. We see mm-hmm. a physical positive adaptation. Right. And there's also a mental and emotional and spiritual component. But I know a lot of people are driven by the physical. Right. Because it's very visual. We see that right away. And uh, so how are you putting yourself into situations where you're pressured to be better? I think it's especially both crucial and difficult for men to put themselves in those situations, though. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, when we talk about communities, putting yourself out there and you know, what do you suggest men do 
mm-hmm. or anyone do to help them find a community that they can start to have support from and provide support within. I love that. Well, I, I too was really wanting, like th- there was one organization called Toastmasters, which is yeah. uh, not just males. <laughs> it is um, all genders. Uh, but it was one organization that helped me become more comfortable with speaking, more comfortable with communicating, being seen, being heard, <laughs> as well as helping with a lot of my leadership skills, which I didn't realize I even had at the time, but it, it helped bring those out of me and, and hone those. So it was one community. It's a nonprofit. They're all over the world in over 160 countries. Uh, pretty much every major city has one. So I, I always recommend to people, it's a wonderful community of like-minded individuals that are into personal and professional development and very supportive. So it's a great organization to look into. And if you're a man that's looking to really start challenging himself with other men around a conversation, of like what does it mean to be a great man? And then really owning into that, you know, um, there, there are organizations out there, but if there isn't, create one you know and this is sort of what i did in bali like in the changu area where i live which is the surf side of bali there's an area called ubud and ubud is more in the interior and it's really yoga centric there and there's women's circles and yoga and all sorts of these alternative type practices very very spiritual center i would call that the heart of bali um there was also men's circles and i'd been to to a couple and i liked what they had um but it wasn't the right fit for me. And so I recognized, well, what did I like about it was it brought men together and it brought, created a space where men could be vulnerable with one another. No judgment, no criticism, no, no coaching even. Like it's just a matter of giving someone the space to just dump what's on their chest, you know, and just, just be heard and seen. And yeah, acknowledged. And, and so I really love that. So, so creating a space where guys, and I, it was called Mentorship Monday. And it's still running in Bali right now. And uh, we've got another chapter launching in, in Chiang Mai and uh, soon to be in Australia. And I'm going to start one here in Vancouver next month. And, yes, uh, man. But it, it's just, it's open for anybody to do. It's just guys get together every Monday night for dinner and conversation, you know, and to support each other unconditionally. A few baseline rules, but anybody can create this. And what I found was, with men, and I'm guilty of this too, we're very much, you go first. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's always like, okay, well, you go first and then I'll go. And because I found that in myself too. So this act of being vulnerable, sometimes it just takes someone to be vulnerable first, to show that, okay, this is a safe space. This is okay. I'm not going to be judged. It's safe. Right. And uh, so I know with men that that it, and I'm not, I'm not trying to speak in generalities here, but a lot of men that I've worked with and I've been around in my life. It, and I look even back with my father. I mean, we had a hard time communicating emotionally with one. Yeah. Man. You know, a hard time, really hard time. Like uh, even, you know, on his deathbed, I still can say what I wanted to say and nor could he. And uh, and it's, you know, that's what affected me the most a few years ago was when my dad passed. And this is where it really spawned this whole shift. You know, we went to Bali shortly after and I've been on this sort of awakening journey of really trying to get okay with all this stuff. Because I want to be the best man I can to be a great role model for my daughters. You know, I want to be the type of man that I hope one day marries my daughters. Yeah. But I have to, I have to role model that, right? And uh, so it fuels a lot of my choices, my decisions, my actions. And uh, I, I think everyone's got those filters in their life 
they just maybe haven't clearly identified them yet. So uh, just to answer your question, wrap that up with men, you're not alone. You may feel like you're on your own, but there are communities. There's groups online, um, but there's also opportunities to create your own. And if you're curious about how to do that, just reach out to me. I mean, I'm fine to, to here. <laughs> Here's how I've done it in the past. Here's the format for how you run a two hour meet and greet dinner and discussion event. And uh, it's a lot of fun. And it's, it's not hard, but someone's got to go first. No, it's, it's beautiful, man. I mean, I think that's super powerful um, and definitely something that we need. It's not easy being a man today. Yeah. You know, it's just not easy, period, uh, regardless of what sex you are. But yeah, there's certainly a lot of beliefs around how we're supposed to act. And, you know, we have to be tough, yet we have to be sensitive and we have yeah. to be a breadwinner, yet we have to be supportive and embrace, you know, um, our partner working and, and whatever. It's just all of this stuff. And, but I think that absolutely having a community of, of men and people that we can share that with is absolutely imperative for our own personal and certainly professional and emotional growth and healing. So I may very well be one of the first people to take you up on starting the chapter here in Scottsdale. Dude, I'll come down and help. Oh yeah. <laughs> I need sun yeah. again. Yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful day today. Yeah, I know. I can see it coming in on your face and I'm yeah. jealous because I'm looking at, yeah, uh, just a whole lot of gray. Lots of gray. Lots of gray. But uh, hey, man, I'm, I'm totally down with that. And uh, I'm setting up a website and all that to, to really just share this information. I, I want it to be accessible because I think it is very powerful. And it's, it's shifted everything for me, you know, this regular community. And it's the one thing I'm missing right now that, that I've plugged back into Vancouver. And uh, so, so I'm looking to recreate that here. Beautiful. Uh, Di, where can people find out more about you? Well, I got a unique name, so if you hmm. spell it right, and even actually the misspellings, you'll still find me, but uh, you can type in Diamond Wall into Google and you can find me pretty much on every social platform. Uh, my kids are even trying to get me on TikTok, but I haven't figured it out yet. But uh, don't, don't go there. Uh, no, I know. <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, uh, my blog, obviously, lots of about 1,500 articles on there, all lifestyle focused. And, uh, but just reach out, it, it, coach at diamondwell.com. I, I, again, just give me some, some, some leeway here. I am, uh, like I said, army of one, so I will reply to you. It just may not be within a couple of business days. Uh, it's usually within two or three, I will get back to you. So uh, people can reach out anytime. I'm, uh, I'm always game for a conversation. And uh, if you got an event, you need a speaker, you want to have some fun, let me know. Love it, man. All of those links will be in the show notes below. In case you want to get hold of Di, please reach out to him. Obviously, he's just an amazing human being. Di, you are an absolute inspiration. I definitely look up to you, and I feel very grateful to know you, to have the opportunity to speak with you, and to be able to share your wisdom with our audience, men and women alike. Uh, so thanks, man. Thanks for all of your time and energy and passion. And uh, sure. We'll do this again Ben thank you man like honestly it's uh it's been it's awesome to reconnect with you especially in this way because it, it was like at the start of my journey I feel like I'm starting a new chapter of a new journey and uh and just to see your continuous growth and your constant creation of, of valuable valuable resources that people can leverage to level up their own lives in so many capacities. It's really inspiring as well. I, I, I follow all your content. It's always showing up in my feed. Thanks, dude. And, uh, and I absolutely love it. I especially love that last interview on, uh, with the internet fasting with uh, Krista, right? It's, uh, yeah. Dr. Dude, Krista Verde. Freaking awesome. 
That was a great Thanks, time. I've sent that to a bunch of my clients. Oh, nice. Because uh, I, I always have, I mean, when you mentioned that Dr. Oz thing, I, I <laughs> laughed. I, I was like drinking my coffee and it almost came out my nose because I was like, it's so true. Like, anyways, we, we well, won't rehash no, that, but it was awesome. Man. You know what? I appreciate that. And um, I, when I spoke to you last two years ago, I was in a very different position in my life. And it's just amazing how much can change. Mm over a period of time and it just folds right back into our conversation. If you're listening to this, you, you just, you want something different for your life and you're just not sure where to start. <laughs> just start and, yes. and just take it one day at a time and make a commitment and feel and, and realize, you know, focus on eliminating what's not serving you and, and just start to practice something new. And you'll figure it out. And it's, yeah, like I said, I mean, it's just, it's amazing how much can change. Um, so much positive growth, so many hard, you know, questions asked along the way, but that's how it's supposed to be. It's never like we see it or, or the way we think it's going to happen. So true. And then one day you turn around and, you know, it's like this conversation. It's like, wow, look, when I think back to where I was then, <laughs> anyway, as, and again, it's, everything was great. It's just, yeah. just different. It's awesome. I mean, it, it reminds me of that Chinese parable. Like, uh, what are the two best times to plant a tree? Well, 20 years ago or today, right. you know? So it, it's that whole idea. Like, when's the best time to change? Well, I mean, you can't go back and do it. So right now, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like just, just now. Just and, go and, yeah. and just make it a small step, make a commitment, follow through with it. And the momentum will build and uh, it's going to cause you to, uh, be faced with really hard questions and failures. You know, failures isn't a great word, but you know, challenges and sacrifices. Definitely. But that's what it takes to get to create the life that you want because you have the ability to create it. I firmly believe it. You firmly believe it. We're both doing it. Um, Absolutely. And uh, so cool. if you're listening, you have the power to do it too. So let us know if either of us can help you in that journey. In the meantime, share this with someone who you think can value from this information. I love all of you. I appreciate you uh, for taking time out of your day to tune in. Die, my man. We'll catch up again soon. I will talk to you later. Peace. Did you love this episode of the Smart Nutrition Made Simple show? Then head on over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a positive rating and review. And more importantly, share this with other men that you know are dedicated to leveling up in every area of their life by learning how to live healthier, more energetic and productive lives so that they can optimize their health for their family and future. Thank you for listening. And if you want to find out more about how you can work directly with Ben, then just head on over to www.bslnutrition.com forward slash level up.